Today, we're gonna to talk to four individuals, all crushing it in their own way. They come from all different backgrounds. However, the one thing they have in common is that they're all teenagers, some getting their start in e-commerce as early as the age of 13. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon and e-commerce world. And uh, today, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to go to the younger e-commerce world, and we're interviewing four teenagers today. Now, before I go further, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, I mean, obviously, you know that if you're a teenager out there, you definitely need to listen to this episode because it should be hopefully inspiring for you. But regardless of your age, don't tune out, guys. This is going to be for everybody. Why do I say that? Well, number one, you know, you're either a teenager yourself. Number two, maybe you're older, 30s, 40s, 50s. You have a teenage son or daughter or even a younger one and, you know, want to have a plan for their, you know, potential e-commerce future or you have friends who have uh, kids that are the age of the our guest today, or just think about it yourself. Once you guys see how these you know, 15, 16, 17, 18-year-olds are crushing it, and you're twice their age or something, maybe you've been hesitant, maybe just listening to their stories is enough to give you the motivation. Like, if this person is a senior in high school and grossing $600,000 a month, what's stopping me? All right. So regardless, I think uh, of what you know age you are, I think you guys are going to find some benefit from this episode. Now, today we're going to talk to four different people of di different backgrounds. You know, they're from different countries. We have somebody who is a virtual assistant. You know, we've got somebody who started when she was like 13, 14 and already had hit the six figure mark at that age. We've got somebody else who's a full time student in high school. And last month grossed, uh, I think it's something like over half of a million dollars in one month. And he's still a full-time student in high school. And we have somebody else who has is only 15 and he's been doing different jobs here or there making money. And I think it's going to be very inspiring for you to hear some of their stories, uh, especially like I said, you know, you youngsters out there who might think that this whole e-commerce, you know, thing is you got to be a graduate of college or maybe it's for your parents. No, guys. Regardless of your age, I'm not talking like five years old, right? <laughs> Regardless of if you're like a teenager already, like you can get into e-commerce and that's not the case in, in every field. You know, how many jobs can you do out there, you know, outside of, you know, babysitting or mowing lawns and things, you know, what, what are, what are your, what are you doing if you're a teenager or what are your friends doing to make money? You parents out there, what are your kids doing or your, your kids friends doing to make money at the age of 14, 15, 16, maybe this episode will give you guys uh, some new ideas to see what's possible. So let's go ahead and introduce our first guest. All right. So we've got, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. So go ahead and, and uh, say your name, where you're from and, and how old you are. Okay. So my name is Salman. I'm 16 years old and I'm from Pakistan, Karachi. All right. Excellent. Welcome Salman. Now, Question for you right off the bat is, you know, I haven't been to Pakistan yet. I'm actually going there. I don't know if you heard I'm going there later this yeah. year. I'll probably I'll probably be able to meet you in person. But, you know, typical person your age, 15, 16, 17, would you wor be working now or you are you just going to school or like, you know, a lot of your friends, what, what are they doing? 
Okay, so uh, for school, they're online right now because that COVID scene. And for my friends, mm-hmm. I did try to convince a lot of them, but uh, no use. Yeah, but but like what? Just I'm just talking in in general. You said you're from Karachi, so like the typical the typical 15, 16, 17 year old, you know, like for example, here in America, you know, I don't know, may, maybe twenty five percent of those your age, maybe they're working, like maybe they're working McDonald's or or doing like you know minor jobs here or there. Is it similar over there, or do most students just concentrate on, on school and they're not trying to get a job until later? So if you ask for the typical mindset, it's like we are on our parents' money till our graduation or till our master's. So that's the typical mindset over here. Uh-huh. You don't work till your parents So, so are then like, not a lot of kids your age start working. I've never seen any kid my age work until I came to e-commerce. Okay, okay, excellent, excellent. So when, at what age were you when you started, you know, getting into e-commerce and what was the motivation like? You know, like you just said, most uh, kids your age in your area, that's not something they even think about. So like, why did you think of it? So uh, uh, when I started, I was almost 15. I started with content writing and uh, the motivation was that, uh, so this is the second part of the story. The first part, everyone, everyone knows the first part that I mostly uh, wasted my time on Netflix. The second part is I wanted to buy a phone and my dad refused that if you want to buy one, you got to get one yourself. So that was the original case that got me into all of this. Okay. Okay. So then what did you do? You Googled like how to make money or or like, what do you do? No. So this random day, I I was like watching Netflix and my dad came and he, he was standing by me. He said that, you go on YouTube, watch how freelancing, what freelancing is, how freelancing is done. And I was like, why? But he kept, he he stood there by me until I closed Netflix and I put something on the TV. So the first video I saw, it was really very interesting. And I did think that it was doable. So I thought, let's give it a try. And from that day, that that video changed my life. Okay, so then did you like make a profile on, you know, like Fiverr or Upwork or something? Or, or how did you put yourself out there in order to get your first uh, job? Initially, I joined Facebook groups as I didn't know much about Fiverr and Upwork. I still uh, don't use Upwork that much because sending proposals over there is very hectic and I still don't get it. So... Initially, I worked on Facebook groups, but uh, was unsuccessful in getting many clients. So on some on my cousin's recommendation, I tried to approach websites. After approaching those websites, they actually took me seriously and uh, appreciated my content. And after that, I just wrote for websites, not for clients. So, so then what, what do you mean by go to the website? So you like you find a business's website and then what did you do? So they were magazines, like uh, stories and articles. So the first one was Cracked. The second was one. The second one was Income Diary, and the third one was E-commerce Insiders. These are the three core websites that I wrote around fifty articles for. So then you like what you you approach them or you go you find the website you find their contact 
information and then you say, hey, I would like to like write a blog, you know, for your for your website or what was the angle there for you? Okay, so first off, I went to their website. I checked their existing articles on uh, their requirements for what they require of their writers. Uh, I checked my own content if my content had the requirements. I emailed them my content and uh, got a great response. Okay. And then these were for free or they paid you to do this? Uh, in the start, uh, Cracked was free, but uh, after my blogs were getting 150 to 200 people, uh, they're starting paying me. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Now, this is, I'm assuming, like maybe when you're still like 15 or something, but then as as the months and, and uh, the year went on, yeah. now you expanded a little bit more to e-commerce, like doing... Um, what was is it like listing optimization or, or what did you kind of pivot to from writing blogs and content what what did you change to okay so from from the beginning uh, some clients did approach me for listing writing and uh, description writing but uh, when my cousin gave me a brief interview oh brief description about amazon i actually found this interesting as in content writing you satisfying someone is a very big deal and uh, this is way better and easier than content writing. Now, how, I mean, I mean, you probably don't have the exact number, but about how much money did you earn last month in January, would you say, for, from this, all this work that you're doing? Um, I guess $840. So, you know, like, like you said, you know, the typical student your age doesn't even work at all but comparing that to typical worker in pa uh, yeah. pakistan like like an adult you know who's who's working a uh, full-time you know just you know office or or fast food or or something like that what does a typical entry-level adult earn in the job industry not talking about e-commerce but just you know like at a mcdonald's or something in one month uh a newbie you mean right yeah, yeah, like you know, I'm not, I'm not talking about a lawyer or or some business professional, but you know, people who have their first job, you know, maybe it's working uh, in McDonald's or it's working as a um, a full time janitor or something like that. Like, how much would somebody like that uh, expect to to make in a month? An adult around hundred and fifty dollars or hundred and fifty dollars or two hundred dollars or two fifty dollars at max. So you're making like. Like four times the amount that a lot of adults make even in your, in your country. Yeah. Yes. That's crazy. Are you making more than your parents make? Uh, are you richer than them yet? No, I'm not richer than them, but they're still proud of me. I assume you were able now to go ahead and pay for your own, uh, your own phone. Yeah. I bought two of them. <laughs> two phones. Oh my goodness gracious. So then, you know, you're working all these hours a day. What's the biggest thing or the biggest time drain for you? Like what you're spending most of your time on doing? Uh, I spend most of the time in sourcing. That's oh, a really? very crucial part because uh, in my family history, I've been really bad at bargaining and now I have to do it. So it's it's challenging. So So then companies you know, get you to, they, they say which product they want, and then you go to, to factories to try it and, uh, you know, source it. Okay. So I provide A to Z services. So sometimes, uh, our, the seller tells me to like hunt a product for them. So I research for the product, I source it, I launch it and 
we make money. Have any products that you have launched uh, you, for other companies? Like, what's like the best one that you don't you don't have to tell me the product, but like, what's the best result from it? Like, hey, now it's you know selling five thousand dollars a month, or now it's selling ten thousand dollars a month. Okay, so the the one the launch I did in UK was my second launch. The total budget we had for it was seven thousand dollars. We spent six thousand dollars on it, and it's making over fifteen thousand now. All right, awesome, awesome. All right, well, we do something on the podcast show. I don't know if you heard Sakib's episode. Everybody does it, but we call it the or the TST thirty second tip. So you know, it sounds like you have experience with you know sourcing and launch and and listing optimization. So. What would be your 30-second tip uh, on a strategy that you think, uh, you know, not everybody, you know, knows about, but something that would really help people, regardless of their age, you know, on Amazon? For sourcing, I use, uh, I never tell the supplier that I'm the owner of this, this company. I always tell them that I'm the regional manager. So the trick behind it is uh, when you tell a Chinese supplier that you are the owner they're like, okay, he's not going to deal with us for that long. So yeah, just, we'll just tell him a high price and we'll just do some tweaks and he'll, he'll get on us. But when you tell them that you are the regional manager, they actually take you seriously that this guy is, this is his job. I mean, if we don't give him the best prices, he'll just move on to someone else. So this is my tip and trick for sourcing that has been that's that has helped me a lot. All right, well, uh, Salman, thank you uh, so much for coming. As um, you know, we usually say in this show, uh, "How cool is that?" Pretty cool, I think. So I believe that's "Kitna cool he cafe cool merkashia." But uh, anyways, thank you for coming on the show, and we look forward to seeing uh, what you got going for you uh, in the future. All right, so now we got a, a guest here. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce your, uh, yourself, your name, how old you are, and uh, where, you're, uh, where you live. Uh, so my name is Salit. I'm based out of Oakland, California. I'm 15 years old. Excellent, excellent. All right, so now um, you, uh, your friends, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16 years old, are any of them working? Like even, I'm not talking about e-commerce, but you know, like usually 15 is like the absolute, I, don't, I forget how what it is here in California, but like, isn't it like 15 is the earliest you can get job at like McDonald's or something? Uh, Yeah, I think it was 15 or 16. I, okay. I had a previous job that I going to quit, but. Well, yeah. what did you do before? Uh, So I went to this tutoring place and so I worked, and then I got offered to work there. So I worked there for a couple months and then COVID hit and then I stopped. So I don't think I'm ever going to go back. Okay. Okay. So, you know, that's more of like, I guess a, a typical teenage, teenage job, but then what yeah. you're doing or you've been doing is not typical teenage job. So like, yeah. when did you first discover kind of like the e-commerce opportunity and how did that even happen? What was it because of the COVID thing and you had to stop that other job? You were just trying to look for other ways to make money or what happened? I mean, every, once COVID hit, I started iPhone repair. I was doing that. And so I was making a decent amount, but then I realized that there's Amazon and then I was like, there's an opportunity there. And I was like, it's a lot like eBay, but a lot easier. And so I just kind of got into it and then it just kind of scaled up from there. Okay. So, so what was your first uh, thing that you got, did getting into Amazon? You were doing drop shipping. Were you doing arbitrage? What was it? 
it was arbitrage, but I started off because I, I didn't know about arbitrage yet. So I was just doing books. So I was just buying thrift store books and selling them. I was making a little bit and then I got introduced into arbitrage. And then there was a huge product during this time, which was around December, November, around that time. It was patio heaters. They were selling for around 300 to it, the markup was huge. You can get them for 150 at Home Depot. They're selling for 300, 320. Uh, I, I just re- rinsed and repeated that and didn't just killed patio heaters during that time. So were you like having Home Depot drop ship to people or you'd buy it at Home Depot and then ship it yourself to customers? Uh, I'd buy it from Home Depot and ship it myself. Okay. Now, how, how did you even like get your own Amazon account? Like, you know, uh, did you have to have your, your parents, does it have to be in your, your parents' name or did you have to make a, a, a company and then put it under their company name? Uh, no, I did it under my parents' name. Okay. All right, cool. They, they weren't worried that you were going to like kill their credit or, or were, were they like trying to check what you're, you're trying to do or. Uh, no, I, I, yeah, I've used their information before for Shopify stores that all, they all failed, but I've, I've tried a bunch of other things. Okay. So they, they, they trust you. They, they, they know yeah. that you, you kind of knew what you're doing. That's, that's cool. So then you, you would, you know, you'd find the product on home Depot. You see that on Amazon, it, it's going, you know, for more and then that you could, you know, source it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cheaper. So like what, like December and January estimated gross sales of what you were doing on Amazon. How much total do you think you, you did? Uh, for December and January, well, December was crazy. It was, uh, 140,000 and then January was 33,000. Okay. So that's almost, you know, you know, it's a dollars $200,000 gross sales. Like after all your, you know, shipping costs and, and other, you know, fees and Amazon fees, like how much, you know, net profit you think you made? Uh, I think it was close to 45,000, 45,000. So right. that's all in the bank. Did, yeah. did you do anything like crazy? Any big uh, purchases or, you know, buy a Rolex uh, watch or a car or anything like that? <laughs> no, uh, I, I just kind of saved it all. And just right now what I'm doing is buying, I, I just keep on, I just dump everything back into the business. I, I haven't spent a single penny. All right. Yeah. Now what's your, what's your projection or like, what's your goals for this year? Like, are you happy? I mean, obviously, you know, because, uh, you know, the, the heaters, uh, wasn't sustainable necessarily because, you know, January made the market caught up or you, you were making only a smaller number than you did in December. Like what's going forward. Are you just going to stick with this arbitrage model? Are you looking to pivot into something else? Well, right now, uh, well for January, the patio heaters completely died. It just mm-hmm. flopped. I mean, the holiday season, nobody was really buying them. And then now I was just starting, you know, like online arbitrage. So buying stuff from like, you know, whatever's on sale. There's like plenty of stores that have sales right now. And I just buy stuff from them. Like, like I have around like 60 pairs of Nike sitting in my living room right now. They're all Mm -hmm. 40% off. How many hours a week are you putting into this? I mean, obviously you're, you're a full-time student. Now I know in in California, it's, it's pretty much all uh, online um, for, for the most part. So so that makes it a little bit easier, uh, I, I suppose. But like, how how many hours a week are you putting into your businesses right now? Uh, I mean, it's it's hard for me to give like an exact number because I don't just sit down and just do yeah. that uh, for like a couple hours. Like I'll get up and do something else. But uh, I think it's close to around 50 hours a week or 50 hours a week. Okay. Somewhere, somewhere around there. Yeah. So, so I mean, that means, you know, uh, somebody your age is making some sacrifices, you know, that's less, uh, you know, PlayStation or, or watching TV or, or going out that some of your, you know, your friends might be doing, but, but they also don't have $40,000 in the bank now. So that's, that's kind of cool. So <laughs> you mentioned you're, you're, you're just like, you know, you're, you're trying not to, to spend the money. 
Mm-hmm. Are you doing anything else with it? Like, are, do you just have it in a savings account so you can get some interest, or is it just you have a, a uh, big old pile of cash under your bed, or what's going on there? Oh, right now, uh, pretty much all of all of it's back into products that are like selling by the day right now. Okay, so I pretty much don't have it right now. It's just all in products at this point. All right, now one part of the show that we always uh, have here is we call it the t- or the TST thirty second tip. So you know you've given us already some strategies here, but but you know, take a second and think about what is something that you could say in general to anybody interested in e-commerce that you think is highly actionable, pretty valuable. You know, like a unique piece of strategy that you do that would take thirty seconds or less, and it could be about you know your arbitrage. It could be about retail arbitrage. It could be about online arbitrage or or any, any anything at all. You're gonna you're gonna have to cut a lot of stuff out. So your video games. I mean, you can still pay, play video games. There's nothing wrong with video games. But if you if you if you don't if you say you don't have enough time during the day to do something, then you're, you're going to have to cut something out because it's either you have the time and you're doing something else or you don't have the time and your just schedules like completely packed. So, I mean, it's, it's, you can, you can see where you're leaving time on the table and you're not using it. So saying you don't have enough time or you don't have, cause I could say you can, you can easily say you don't have the resources, but not mm-hmm. saying you don't have enough time during the day to do something when you're spending time watching Netflix or, playing video games i'd say i'd say you 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 can you can make time during the day to do to do pretty much anything all right excellent excellent guys and you got i think all, all of you out there can definitely see that you know that kind of determination uh pays off and, and you know he's maybe done some sacrifices for for some free time but that that stuff doesn't you know that's you know that's not something that that gets you through life it's not playstation you know so uh, you know, making an extra $40,000 in a couple of months. Those are the kind of things that, that can really change somebody's life. So, uh, Sally, thank you so much for coming on here. And we wish you the best of success the rest of this year and, and, and onward. All right, guys, let's take a quick break from this episode for my BTS of the week, Bradley's 30 seconds. Uh, my 30-second tip, this is going to be a little bit longer than 30 seconds, but has to do with merch by Amazon. And this is for people of all ages, you know, something to do uh, that won't take that much or actually any investment. Uh, I got this from Chris Greeno a while back. But what you can do, especially, you know, people who are in high school or, you know, you have kids in high school, you they always do fundraisers for the different sports teams, right? You know, cross country, basketball, whatever. So you could say, hey, we'll do a print on demand, you know, shirt or sweatshirt for the team, you know, whatever design that they want. They can give you the design and then there will be an Amazon Prime listing that people can just give a link out to in the community. You know, just like the kids always go door to door to try and get, you know, um, to get money for their sports team or send emails out to everybody's friends and family. Well, they can send this Amazon link and then you would just tell them, hey, you know, this is how much it would cost. Uh, I get three dollars you know, cut per shirt and you guys keep the rest of the proceeds. And it's a way that the school can get uh, money or the team can get money and you or your uh, son or daughter can also get money as well. All right. Why don't you just uh, introduce your, yourself, your name, uh, how old you are and uh, where you live? Sure. Uh, my name is Jake Lewin. I live in uh, Los Angeles, California. Uh, I'm 18 years old. For the past four years or so, uh, when I was a freshman in high school, I started my first dropshipping business. Um, fast forward two or three years later, um, I'm, I am I started my, my own leggings company uh, and we're now focusing on an exit kind of as we speak right now. So um, 
Thanks, cool. All right. Now you're, you're jumping way ahead. <laughs> you're jumping way ahead. Don't get too excited okay. now, Jake. All right. Now I want, I want to get a little bit more of your backstory here. So you said you started about like four years ago. Now, you know, uh, I think most people who, who, who live in America kind of, you know, know what, what typical people, uh, 14, 15, 16, 17 years old do for, you know, I don't know, like maybe, maybe 25% of people go out and work and it's usually like fast food. Like, would you, would you say that's the case with some of your friends, like who, who've been, who were your age, especially when you were like 15, those who did work, you know, maybe they were working kind of like minimum wage type jobs, would you say? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, there's people who worked, people who didn't work, of course. Okay. All right. So then what was your original, you know, since, since it's not typical, you know, to, to go and, Hey, l- let me go ahead and start a leggings company. It's not something that mm-hmm. the, the common, you know, 15, 16, 17 year old, uh, decides talk me into when you first got into e-commerce. I, I think you said, uh, it was when you were a freshman in high school, like what, 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 what prompted that in the first place? Sure. Yeah. Um, so when I was in eighth grade, this kind of started even before it, um, I wanted to build an app. Uh, I, I didn't know how to code. I really didn't have much experience or knowledge or my belt. So, um, you know, I was really limited in my options to, to make this app. I could either you know, spent a few years of learning code myself, which I wasn't necessarily interested in. I was definitely interested in the business and marketing side of it, but the app itself, I didn't really care for. Um, or I could hire a developer to kind of do that for me. So, you know, when I started e-commerce, I kind of... This is when you're in the eighth grade? These things are going in, in your yeah, mind? Yeah, when I was in eighth grade. Um, <laughs> I, was a, I was a weird kid. You definitely marched to the beat of a different drummer as opposed to your your, your peers, you know, back then. And and it's for the better, you know, uh, you know, not a lot of people are that ambitious, you know, in eighth grade, I don't remember what I was thinking. I was just thinking about like, oh my goodness, you know, like what is up with these shorts that I have to wear for, for gym class mm-hmm. it was kind of like the top thing on my mind, not, not trying to hire developers for an app, but that's, that's kind of cool. So what was your first, you know, kind of taste of financial success where, you know, I mean, these are all ideas and stuff, but then, you know, I'm, I'm assuming at what, at some point, uh, some of these turned into some monetization for you. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it it took like a really long time uh, and I didn't expect it going into it. So when I first started, um, I think for the first full year and a half or so, nothing hit. You know, maybe I, I think maybe I, I think I had even lost money. Um, My dad gave me like a a $300, $400 starting point or something. Um, And I think I had lost all of that. Okay. Um. But uh, somehow I forget I forget how, but somehow I was able to make enough money to um, start a dropshipping skincare store back in, I believe January of 2018, 2019 maybe. Um, and I, you know, I was able to run that up to um, almost 100k in revenue. But you know, none of the revenue made from from that store was actually profit. You know, I was kind of just burning through money, and it was it was more of like a you know, it was my first taste in, in what this was. So it was just, you know, building up revenue, kind of seeing how it is. Um, so the the actual revenue made from that store did not, you know, did not make me any profit, but I ended up selling the store for, I think, $15,500. And I guess that would be my first, um, my first taste of, you know, any money at all beyond 300 or $400. How, how old were you when that happened? I was a sophomore in high school. Um, so probably like 16. So then, you know, sophomore in high school, 16 years old, you just got a, a check for $15,000. What did you do with that money? 
Um, I think I saved it for quite a bit, uh, but I continue to make more dropshipping stores that were, you know, startup costs of like less than a thousand dollars. So I, I kind of continued what I was doing. I didn't necessarily like jump right into it, uh, like investing in it or, or anything like that. Um, and then maybe like, I think a full year later, um, I'd started my, my current store, which I'm, which I'm selling or my current business, which I'm selling right now. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that, that money kind of just, uh, was in my bank account for, for quite a bit. I, I really didn't spend much at all. Okay. Then what, what, um, you know, you were making some, some decent money, uh, one out of an exit and then maybe others were have, have cash flows or what kind of inspired you to start your own brand, you know, the, the leggings company. Yeah. I mean, I think that kind of actually goes off of your last question, um, where like, I, I didn't see drop shipping as that sustainable anymore. You know, I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to source product from China, uh, and, and have the customers wait 30 days or whatever it takes to, to get there. Um, where there's, you know, very small retention rate. Um, I, I wanted to build something that I was, you know, that was more than just for, for money, I guess. Uh, I definitely wanted a brand that I was passionate about. And I think from, from the get go, that was kind of, uh, you know, my, my, my goal, even before starting dropshipping, just to make something that, uh, that I'm proud of uh, in business. So I think that making a brand over dropshipping was, was how I, I kind of did that. Okay. And then how, how did you choose the leggings industry? Yeah. Um, so leggings actually, that actually started out as a dropshipping store. Um, that was, uh, that was just one of many products I would test. Um, and that product originally started out as a, uh, women's cellulite, like anti-cellulite type, uh, uh, type of legging, like for middle-aged women who have saggy skin or, you know, maybe insecure about it. That would be what the product is for. Um, we kind of flipped that on its head uh, once we, so I, I have a, a co-founder in this as well. And, uh, you know, credit to him. He he invested, uh, I think, $12,000 into the business when it was definitely not worth $12,000. It was more of just a, almost like a charity <laughs> to me. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but we ended up making it work. And using mm -hmm. that money, we were able to finally purchase inventory of a product that we had kind of, you know, had proof of concept for. Um, and we eventually expanded in, into, you know, from a, a middle-aged demographic more to like a Gen Z demographic, 18 to 24 on, on Snapchat and TikTok or Snapchat and TikTok or kind okay. of bread and butter for the sprint. Cool. Now, like, let's say, you know, January uh, of 2021 this year, uh, estimate on on what your gross sales that, that came from that brand? Yeah, around 760, I think. $760,000. And is this uh, all Shopify or... Do you sell on Amazon as well? This is all Shopify. So then how did you scale up so fast? I mean, you, you kind of mentioned TikTok and Snapchat. What was, what was your strategy on how you were able to get, you know, a brand that, you know, before you started it, nobody had even heard of. How did you get it to be this, you know, uh, this brand that that's doing high six figures every month? We were lucky enough to have, you know, bought a large amount of inventory between Chinese New Year uh, right after Chinese New Year and right before the coronavirus started, which I think probably a lot of other, definitely dropshipping brands couldn't have done that. And probably a lot of other brands um, didn't choose mm -hmm. to do that immediately. Um, so yeah, we had purchased all this inventory and definitely by luck, um, we 
you know, this coronavirus struck and it was terrible in a lot of ways, but in other ways it, it really did help the business. Um, you know, considering a lot of the ad plot, it, it kind of seemed like, you know, Snapchat, for example, it, it almost felt like we had the platform to ourselves. What's on the uh, agenda for you, like your, your goals uh, for the rest of 2021 and next year? You, you said you're looking to uh, potentially exit, uh, you know, and sell the business. Yeah. So we just received uh, an APA today, actually, um, to sell the business. Um, so I think, uh, you know, for light, it did start out as a dropshipping store and it's like it, it was turned into a brand. But overall, I think going forward, uh, I'd want to develop something with I guess a little bit more substance, something that I've designed or researched. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's what I'm gonna end up doing. But you know, getting uh, just cash for for a sale like this can definitely help me um, kind of reach the the next stage uh, in in building a brand. All right, awesome, awesome. Well, uh, Jake, thanks for coming on uh, the show. I'll, I'll be giving you your uh, your social media links at the at the end of the the episode here. But uh, we. Uh, it's really cool to see, you know, someone your age with, with that kind of drive and, and we wish you all the best of success in the future. Thanks, Bradley. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. We've got our last guest up here. Welcome to the show, Michaela. How's it going? I'm so great. How are you doing? I'm doing just great. Could you introduce yourself like uh, where you're from and how old you are? Cool. So I'm Michaela. I am currently living in Utah right now and I am 19 years old, turning 20 soon. So. I will not be a teenager for very long. Excellent, excellent. That's why we had to we had to record this uh, show early. Now <laughs> yeah. you're 19 now, but when did you get started into uh, e-commerce? How old were you, and what like inspires you to uh, to get into that? Okay, so I like to say I was tricked into it. My parents like to say that they parented me into it, but I started my first business and got into the e-commerce world when I was 13 years old. My sister and I both started our first business. I was 13, like I said, and she was 10. And we were probably one of the couple of laziest teenagers you have ever met in your entire life. Like paying our brothers to do our chores, reading until we were like the lazy, nerdy kids. So like reading until like three in the morning, not getting up till noon type situation. And my parents were like, no, okay, the no, you can't do this anymore. We are giving you three options. You can either one, do more chores, two, move out of the house, or three, start a business. So okay. being 13, I was like, I am not doing more chores. I do not get paid to do these chores. No way. And then moving out of the house, <laughs> I just moved out and I was not ready then. I'm kind of okay now, but definitely wasn't ready then. So got left with... Okay. So, business. So you got started when you were at 13, 14. Now, where, was this in Utah or was this somewhere else? This was in Utah, yeah. Yep. Okay, so then, you know, when you're 13, 14, 15, you know, I asked the same question to the other guys who were on the show. It was like, all right, people your age and where you live, you know, what what's the tip? What, what, what do they do? So, I mean, in this country, it's kind of illegal to work necessarily, you know, for, you know, when you're 13 and 14, you can't even work at McDonald's, mm -hmm. I don't think. But when you were like 14, 15, did you have any friends who were who were working and making money as well, or were you kind of like the only one? Um, so where we lived, and so I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a Mormon, and we start mm -hmm. babysitting. It's kind of like this weird culture thing. As soon as we turn 12, everybody hires us as babysitters. So all of my friends were babysitters, but they were making like five bucks an hour. So okay. 
I did it in a better way. <laughs> yes. So what was uh, what was one of your first uh, ones? You know, I, I know you started early and you had some success, but what was the most successful thing you had from like, you know, between the ages of 13 and, and 16? Like which, which uh, business venture really worked out for you? So the biggest one that I've, that I had in that age, and I guess still up to this point, is that we sold over $100,000 in our first nine months when I was 13 and my sister was 10. So that's kind of like Good grief. the coolest What was thing. that? Like a Shopify website or? <laughs> it was on Shopify, yeah. Yep. What were you selling? So that same one, you're, you're still selling, that website oh, no, still exists now? No, we just shut it down last oh, okay. summer just because we were selling scarves, like infinity scarves, and that trend kind of like fizzled out. So. So how, how did you discover that, that or that opportunity, I should say? <laughs> so my mom actually had started her business and she was kind of like, hey, I want to test it out on my girls, see if they can do it, if I'm just like a one hit wonder or something. And so she sat us down and was like, okay, hey, here is the structure of what you can do. First off, we're going to pick a problem and we're going to find a problem that we can solve. And so when she was like saying, what kind of problem do you want to solve? I screamed world hunger at the top of my lungs, knowing, thinking that I could do that. But my mom was like, okay, hold on. Let's start with something a little bit more manageable. And my family, me and my mom were always cold, no matter where we're at. And so we're like, okay, we can kind of help tackle this problem. And then she was like, okay, now that we have a problem that we're going to solve, what is some trending products that we can find that'll help solve this problem. And we saw that scarves were trending, like the Infinity Chevron scarves. This was back in like okay. 2013, 2014, when those like scarves were really big. And so we're like, hey, we'll jump mm -hmm. on this trend and sell those. Okay. So then did you have it manufactured in USA, in China, or where did you where did you get the scarves from? So we got them from China. My mom had gone over to China quite a few times. So we were able to, my sister and I, we were able to contact the manufacturer and be like, hey, do you think you can make these for us? And they're like, heck yeah. So. Okay. So then, you know, 13, 14 years old, uh, bringing in that kind of revenue, <laughs> what did you do with all the money that you were making? So if it was up to me, I would have spent it all on gumballs. I absolutely love gumballs. They're like my favorite thing. But my parents took it all and put it into a college fund and then paid us 10 bucks okay. an hour when we were actually working on the business. So. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming you're in college now? Yes, I am in college right now. So then and is that right now fully paid for by that money that you, you made way back then? Yes, sir. <laughs> so, so no student loans or anything like that right now? Ah, that, yeah. you see that, that's gotta feel good. You know, oh, uh, any parents out there listening are, are like, that's music to my ears. College yeah. is so expensive these days. Oh yeah. What was your like responsibilities? You know, like you were still getting some money, you know, out of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming your sister too. So, so what did, what, what parts of the business were you managing? Um, so me, my sister did more of, so me and my sister ran it 110%. Like my parents were busy raising my brothers, raising us, running my mom's business. So they were hands off of this. And the only reason why I clarify that is because there have been people who are like, no, 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 no. Your mom did this for you. And so uh -huh. I have to be like, no, she didn't. It was my sister and I. 
And so my sister was doing more of the front end design of the website where she was taking pictures and like just making the product and the website look pretty and like doing all that. And then I was on the back end doing inventory, counting and making sure it all set up on the back end nicely. So people were able to go through and click and I contacted influencers and me and her, we both packaged and shipped products out. Now, you know, you say you work with uh, uh, other uh, teenagers looking to, you know, start, you know, possibly becoming entrepreneurs. Any, you don't have to mention any names or anything like that, but any stories uh, from your students or, or people in your network that you can briefly recount of how, hey, this person was just do- doing nothing and now they're doing this, like something you can say to inspire uh, other teenagers out there? Yeah. So most of the students in my program don't have these crazy huge stories because that's not what they're going for. They're going for the, a little bit of money so that they can play on the weekends and then fill the waters and make sure that that's what they want to do. And then they can take off. They can ask me questions and I can help them through whatever like their next steps that they want to go. So one of my little neighbors, actually, she's in the course and she bought these little scrunchies when they were going. And in her first day of selling them, she made over $200. And that was just from like reaching out on her Instagram and being like, hey, I'm selling these scrunchies. Let me know if you want any. So literally like as my mom, okay, my mom always says this, you just have to put offers out there. And if you don't, you're not going to make anything. And if you do, people are going to respond. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, um, at the end of this uh, episode, guys, I'm going to have, uh, like I mentioned, the uh, contact information and, and social medias and websites for everybody uh, available so you can reach out to any of the guests we had, including Michaela. So, Michaela, thank you so much for coming on, and and we'll reach out to you uh, next year, even though you won't be a teenager anymore. And, and let, let's see if uh, let's see if you, you uh, hit that goal of yours. Thank yeah. Thanks for letting me join you. Thank you. Well, I hope you guys found this episode inspiring, regardless of your age. You know, one of the morals of the stories here is that none of these kids, you know, were born superheroes or with superpowers, all right? It took a lot of hard work and some ingenuity and determination to get started at their early age, you know, and they didn't view their age necessarily as an obstacle. What about you guys out there? If you're a teenager, don't let age be an obstacle to get started in e-commerce. If you're 20, 30, 40, 50 years old, don't let age on the other side, you know, be an obstacle. Don't let other things be an obstacle. If, if you have a job already, you know, here are kids who are full-time students and still crushing in e-commerce. You can do a little bit on the side too. If you guys would like to, you know, find out a little bit more about them, I have some social media handles for you. Our first guest, uh, that was uh, Salman and his Instagram, uh, I'm going to spell it out here. It's a S-A-L-M-A-N-G-H-O-R-I-40, Salman Gori. 40. That's his Instagram. Uh, he was from Pakistan and the, um, the really crushing it as a virtual assistant. We also had uh, Saleh on here, 15 years old, been crushing it and doing arbitrage and uh, other endeavors as well. If you'd like to follow him on social media, you can get his Instagram at I-T-Z-X-S-A-L-I-H. I-T-Z-X-S-A-L-I-H. All right, these guys are crushing it in e-commerce, but they are not crushing it with picking their uh, their Instagram names. These are like impossible to, <laughs> to remember. So I hope you guys uh, wrote that down. Uh, the next one, Jake. We talked to Jake who who started the leggings company. All right, so if you'd like to follow him on Instagram, Jake did it right. His Instagram's easy to remember. It's at shipments, like literally shipments. 
S-H-I-P-M-E-N-T-S. If you'd like to check out his uh, leggings company, it's lightleggings.com, L-Y-T-E, leggings.com. And finally, we had Michaela here who started a six-figure business when she was 13, 14 years old. If you'd like to follow her on Instagram, her handle is Michaela.Prince. That's M-A-K-A-Y-L-A dot Prince, Michaela.Prince. And if you want to go to her website, it's MichaelaPrince.com. Well, guys, like I said, I hope you found this episode inspiring. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, I have an easy one to remember, H10 Bradley. All right. Let me know. Hit me up uh, on Instagram. Let me know who is your favorite guest or most inspiring guest from today or in any of the other episodes. Hit me up on Instagram or uh, what I love to see is, you know, people who take selfies of themselves listening to the podcast and in different places. Post that to your story. Tag me and, and I'll repost it. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you in the next episode.